Welcome to the podcast. I am Rick Thomas. You're listening to Your Daily Drive. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I want to talk about how to live in the freedom of a forgiven past. The title of this podcast and the article on our website, A Marriage That Is Living in the Freedom of a Forgiven Past. One of the primary things that I do is marriage counseling because most of the people are married. No slight to single people at all, but a lot of people are married and they're in relationships that are difficult. And so we do get a lot of traffic folks asking for help, looking for ways that they can fix their marriage. And so I thought in this podcast, I want to share with you a true story about Rick and Lucia, about my wife and myself. And I want to tell you about what we did and how difficult it was and what God did for us. And I hope it will be an encouragement for you. But before I do that, I received this really cool email a note from Jane. Jane said, I want to tell you that I get so many biblical insights from your two podcast programs. As a supervisor in a college fellowship, I have many opportunities to help the young generation. The well and sound answers to many issues people encounter today bridge the gap between the biblical truth and the real world that we live. I really appreciate your endeavor and this ministry. And besides my gratitude, I also want you to know that I listen to your podcast as I am driving or running. I will keep praying and supporting this ministry as a precious vessel in God's hands, Jane. Jane, thank you for giving me that note that was sent to me, and I I appreciate it so much. I find great encouragement in it. Now, you're listening to two podcasts. That's one you're sharing what you're hearing with other people. You are being a discipler for Christ in your college fellowship. And you also listen while you're running or driving. So as you are running today or driving, I hope this podcast benefits you. I'm talking about relationships, Jane. I know I'm talking about a marriage relationship. And I'm assuming from this note that you are not married, but it's about relationships and it'll be beneficial for you too and all of your friends that you are caring for in your college fellowship. Will you do me a favor, Jane? Would you ask all of those people to go to my Facebook page and to like it? That would be fantastic. That will allow us to reach more people because we can reach their friends and their friends of friends with our resources. So Jane, as you're running, run over to your fellowship and say, hey, I want you all to do this. Here's a fantastic page with great resources. I've shared many of them with you. Go to his Facebook page and like it, and that would be fantastic. For those of you who want to send in, let me know where you listen to the podcast, how you listen to it, running, driving, however it may be, and I would love to share that with folks. Thank you so much for writing, Jane. A marriage that is living in the freedom of a forgiven past. It took a few years of doing our marriage the wrong way before we decided to blow it up and start over again. I'm not going to get into the details of how we blew it up and started over again because I've already written an article on that and a podcast and I have it linked here inside of this article, is titled, The Day I Decided to Blow Up Our Marriage. And that, too, is another true story, autobiographical. And if you want to do a deep dive into blowing up your marriage in Jesus' name for the glory of God, 
then I would encourage you to click on this link and to read that article. This one here that I'm sharing with you is kind of a postscript to that one. And so after we decided to blow it up and start over again, the first call to action was for both of us to experience brokenness before the cross of Christ. That's where you need to go if you're going to get right with someone or try to get right with someone you need to do it where the ground is level. You need to hang out around Adam's tree where Christ hung. Sometimes in counseling, I will draw that visual for people and, and say, this is where I want you guys to talk to each other, at Adam's tree, on the cross, at the cross of Christ. Let the cross of Christ be in your eyeballs as you look at the other person. From the level ground of the cross, I ask Lucia to forgive me for my lack of proper biblical leadership. I say it that way, proper biblical leadership, because I was leading her, but I was not leading her properly or biblically. And she granted me forgiveness, but she just didn't stop there. There's no period on the end of, end of that end of that sentence. She granted me forgiveness and asked me to forgive her for her anger toward me. It was a double confession and double forgiveness that was transacted there. I forgave her gladly as she forgave me, and I appealed to her to help me lead her more effectively. I told her that she could freely speak into my life and bring caring and corrective observations that would help me glorify God more practically, as well as lead her and love her in a way that would honor her. We continued our conversation by saying if there were any sins that we could remember from our past, that love could not cover, we would ask for forgiveness, and we did that. After our agreement about how to handle our past sins, all those things we swept under the rug that we never dealt with properly, we promised God and each other that we would live in the freedom of a forgiven past. And so after you, one, decide to blow up your marriage, number two, you begin to experience brokenness at the cross of Christ. Then you begin to confess your sins and ask for forgiveness. You also talk about sins that, that are farther in the past that love cannot cover, and you ask forgiveness for those. And then you promise that you will live in the freedom of a forgiven past. Neither one of us was willing to go on a sin hunt, and that is not what this podcast is about. You don't have to go on a sin hunt and try to dig up, dredge up everything that is back there somewhere. No, if the Spirit of God will be merciful to you if you're humble. You will not quench the Spirit, grieve the Spirit. He will illuminate your mind, and He will bring to your mind the things that you need to deal with. He's not going to bring everything up that you need to deal with with your spouse and so this is not about a sin hunt. This is not about being sin-centered at all. God, in his loving and kind mercy to us, brought us to a place of authentic brokenness before him and each other. You know what? It was less about our sins, and it was more about our mutual brokenness. See, if you, t if you start talking about your sins before you are broken, you're going to talk about your sins swinging a, a hatchet wielding a sword. 
But if you are broken before you talk about your sins, then you're going to talk in an entirely different way. Unfortunately, most people talk about their sins and their hearts aren't broken and contrite. And that is a mistake. Our hearts were humbled before God and we were humbled before each other. And because of that, no fear motivated us to hide our past sins, even though it was not necessary to talk about all of our past failures. If there was something that we could not get over, we did discuss it. Forgiven people can talk about their past failures with each other because the gospel takes the sting out of our sins. And if the gospel has taken the sting out, well, then sometimes it is appropriate to talk about it because you want to learn from it because you don't want to do it again. And so it's wise not to ignore your past sins, and you can do that if the gospel has killed it. Today, we have a confessional marriage, and what I mean about that is that we confess our sins to each other. When we sin against each other, we confess that sin to God and each other, asking both for forgiveness, depending on who the offender is. This new gospel-empowered way of working through sin opened many new vistas in our relationships, doors that were closed in our relationships because of our hard, stubborn, and unforgiving hearts. We're a different people today. I want to give you just a few examples of, of what happens when you can live in the freedom of past sins. Here are 10 quick illustrations. Number one, Sin is not the biggest deal any longer because the gospel is a bigger deal. Two, we freely talk about our sin and neither one of us is offended. Broken people can do that, by the way. Proud, stubborn, unforgiving, hard-hearted people can't talk about what's wrong with them. Number three, we live in freedom and relaxness around each other. Number four, we can be real, vulnerable, transparent, and honest. Number five, overlooking many offenses is not a chore, but a joy. Number six, the gospel has brought hope for our future life together. Seven, whenever we act the fool, the gospel is readily available. Number eight, we have less inhibited conversations as we talk openly Number nine, there's an environment of grace for me to be a leader. And number 10, my wife is free to grow as a complementer in that environment. This new life together did not come easy. Our sins against each other were severe, extensive, and memorable, especially memorable. We kept bringing them up. The path to change did not start by looking at each other's failures. I cannot say that any more clearly. If you want to change, then the journey does not begin by identifying the other person's sins. The journey began by two people agreeing to fall before the cross of Christ, seeking personal forgiveness without giving thought to the other spouse. I do not know where your marriage is today. If it's in a bad place, the first step is to address how you have failed the marriage. If your first call to action is to talk about your spouse, you will never have the marriage you desire. Perhaps your spouse refuses to change. 
it is possible that you will be the only person desiring change. If that is true for you, it would be imperative for you to begin making those changes. Even if your spouse never chooses to change, you can be a Christ-like person. And the only individual that you have the power to change is you, and it's so important. So often, too many times in bad marriages, the spouse tries to change the other person while giving a courtesy nod to their own need to change. And if you try to change another person, you're going to blow up the relationship every single time. You can't change anyone but yourself. You cooperate with God. You do what is within your power. You start changing. Regardless of what your spouse does, you begin today. Now, if you need some help, you're welcome to talk to us because I know that when I do a podcast like this, the first thing that's going to be said to me is, well, my spouse doesn't want to change. That is so real, so true, and it's such a common problem. In fact, it would be rare for two spouses to come to that place at the same time where they both want to change at the same time. That's not only rare, it is exceptional. And so somebody's going to come and they're going to say, yes, I like this, but my spouse is not going to change. Well, we would love to help you. We would love to help you on the journey to change. Maybe, depending on the maturity of your marriage, you could possibly share this article and this podcast with your spouse. If that is possible, please do so share it. I also have three other linked articles embedded in this one, plus a short video. Please share those together. But by all means, ask the Father to change you today. There is nothing hindering you from changing, regardless of what your spouse does. And so if we can help you in this process again, go to our website, rickthomas.net, ask your question, let us give you some guidance, but let me give you a piece of advice. You must make the conversation about yourself and how you need to change. Start with you first. Thanks for listening. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.